Rocking chair, chair session. With Elisa Di Batista. Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. And welcome to RCS Rocking Chair Sessions, Volume 94, with artist David Gary Lloyd. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Hi, you David. guys so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for swimming by from like uh, five minutes away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm super look, close to you. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, There's a schlup getting here. I can't a believe schlup. I made it. <laughs> well, it's kind of a snuggle stay-at-home weather. It's kind of been cool lately, Ooh, so thank rainy. you for... Yeah. yeah, for crawling out of bed and joining us. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, I feel like our day of rest normally, um, but we're grateful that you came to visit. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Exciting. Um, talking about being cozy and like um, the weather, um, the image we used for the preview, um, I really loved it. It reminded oh. me of cotton candy almost, but it's like <laughs> so Miami and the way that you, you're always... Um, we're so lucky that we don't have a lot of skyscrapers everywhere that you're able to enjoy the skyline and the sky. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about the series? Um, above us. Above us. Mm -hmm. Above us. Yeah. So it's funny, like, um, sunsets, I think, are something that's so, like, prevalent in Miami. And Definitely. I'm not originally from Miami. So I'm originally from Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, that's where you were born? Yes. Nice. So you're used to chili weather. You're like, this isn't chili, at least. Yeah. But no, I still, I love it. Um, but so like the sunsets, when I moved to Miami, I was like, oh my God, they're like so intense. They're so like crazy colors. Like it's just so beautiful. And, you know, I noticed it like when I first came to Miami and, um, but I didn't really like, I guess, um, like look at it the same way I did after I'd been living here for like a few years. Mm -hmm. And so then I became kind of obsessed with just like photographing the clouds, photographing same. the sunsets. And I mean, it was really like, I don't know, I just, I get like obsessed with certain, like when inspiration hits me, like I, I just go with it, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So for like two months straight, I was just going up to like the roof of our building and almost like every evening, like clockwork, I would just photograph the sunsets. And I kind of found it amazing, like how each evening was so different. Yes, they're so diverse. It's yeah, it's, and it's so like magical in mm -hmm. a sense. I mean, Miami's like the magic city. And, you know, I think it was kind of cool to just like highlight this part of Miami that is really just beautiful. And it's something like in nature, it's something that's free. It's something that like everybody sees yes. it's something that kind of like is like we're all experiencing this it's all sitting there right above us it's like this kind of like natural art in mm -hmm. a sense you know um so i don't know, just became like obsessed with this idea of like capturing these cloud formations and then i do a lot of work in photoshop as well so like that's my jam i love photoshop <laughs> clocked a lot of hours in the computer um so I do like a lot of like um, like layers and layer masks and I like working with color and like kind of color harmony. So it's very like soothing in a sense. So it's even like, you know, the idea of like looking at these these kind of magnificent sunsets and just how powerful they are and then kind of going into Photoshop and uh, working with the color even more and like kind of softening them up a little bit more. and. It is, it's funny you say it's like kind of like cotton candy. It's something mm -hmm. kind of like, yeah, like kind of sweet something. That's just like kind of fun to look at. Like, I mean, when I was photographing it, I wasn't like taking it like too seriously. It was just something kind of fun for me to do. And um, I just was kind of like going with it. But, you know, I like to th find like things in, in nature that are just like beautiful. Like things that, you know, we tend to sometimes like overlook or we don't, pay enough attention to just, you know, getting caught up in our day-to-day -day lives. Definitely. Yeah. And I think weather is a big thing. Like, we definitely, we feel it, we experience it. Um, but I think in terms of observing it, most people don't observe it. And I think you, mm -hmm. for example, going up to your rooftop every day, um, kind of like a practice almost, you know, like a ritual, mm -hmm. um, you start to see different cloud formations, mm -hmm. you know? 
and you learn about the weather and people kind of historically go back in time through images to be like, oh, the cumulus or mm -hmm. um, stratus or cirrus mm -hmm. or et cetera. And you start to see different formations and realize there's different elevations. That's just a nerd in me because I really love meteorology. <laughs> but love I'm thinking it. like you capture that, you know, you're capturing history. Um, even though it is like a very transient one. Mm -hmm. But there's also like something, there is like a tenderness to your pictures of the sky and even a tenderness to the sky in Miami that is in such, do you see stark contrast? Like in mm -hmm. real contrast to kind of the life under the sky. If, yeah. if the sky is above us, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that is so, um, it's so, it's so different than Miami life in a way, right? Totally, or what yeah. you usually consider Miami life. Mm -hmm. I feel like the the sky has been really fascinating to me too because you you get these red tones and the clouds, mm -hmm. really the shapes that was you were yes, talking about, the shapes. shapes of the clouds. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing even more, because sometimes the, the sky can also be very, very dramatic. Oh my God, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you're capturing is like is like a very tender sky the sorry, and moments. very like yeah. <laughs> soft calm you know? before the storm yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and you know and it's funny too like that idea of you know looking up above us and seeing something that's different from you know the city of miami in a sense because you know like when you're in the city there's you know you're just dealing with like this the city life and you're dealing with other people and I guess for me, like, I am very much like an introvert as well. Like, I have to find moments to recharge that doesn't necessarily involve other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I guess for me, that is like where I find those like tranquil moments, those serene moments, those moments of like mental, like rest in mm -hmm. a sense is, yeah, like in finding these like, you know, clouds or, you know, um, just you know lee formations or and you know it's i think it's something that's just like it is part of my practice as well is to kind of just look at what's around us kind of um you know see these kind of like calming soothing moments because i tend to be a very anxious person in general so it's like i need to find ways and moments to kind of be able to calm myself down so yeah like you know and i think a lot of people probably can relate to that even just being in a city Definitely. and being caught up in yeah. this like this day-to-day -day kind of you need of something to de-stress whether it's going to the yeah. gym or totally what yeah. have you. yeah it looks like an escape too you know like something i want to live like that's what i thought yeah. when i was looking at the image oh my god this is something i want to live in you know like <laughs> i, I want to be there be like there yeah. yeah it's floating on the cloud I know. yeah <laughs> like i could picture like the care bears hiding behind some of them it's like it was really great yeah. i was like i want to yeah. Just encounter that. Um, something about your your other images within your fine arts that I noticed. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned like kind of like a serenity. I feel like a serenity in your images mm -hmm. where there's like a it's like a pause. It's like time. Like you freeze it. Obviously, it's a photograph, but mm -hmm. I mean, there's a breath in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about how um, the series? differentiate like how do you go from the serenity of the clouds to like the the capturing of like that breath within a mm. human being it's so diverse and different can you talk about that a little bit yeah i mean i i really do focus like on a lot of portraits mm -hmm. and yeah like a lot of my images i for some reason i like the idea of like people kind of like slightly having their mouth open a little bit is like almost like a breath or inhaling or kind of like like kind of just taking mm -hmm. like that moment and like living in the moment a little bit. And, you know, like when I'm photographing people, I really do try to focus on who that person is. Yes. And then in a sense, like, like heighten them a little bit or like elevate their kind of presence or persona in a sense. And like some of that might just be like the way I see that person or, you know, I really do try to like see each person for like the human they are, the individual they are. And so it is kind of like taking a moment, like, you know, kind of like removing everything else that's like around you and focusing on who that person is. So that breath, like you're mentioning, you know, it is kind of like taking a moment to really see that human, that, that your subject matter, your muse, your inspiration, and like just capturing that, that moment, that person, and you know, there's so many types of portraits out there. So much portrait work, and and you know, like as a photographer, like there's so many ways you can go about 
capturing a subject. And for me, also, like I mentioned, Photoshop earlier, that's another quote unquote, like little pun layer to my work because, like, I find it's like a way to like to take something out of what's real. You know, it's you're able to like construct worlds. You're able to, you know, create these these moments that really don't exist in yeah. reality. And I kind of enjoy that. You know, to me, it's kind of like magical. It's kind of a way to, you know, like just see a different side of life. You know, even if it's not real, even if it's like magical or whatever. It's just like you know that little moment. You know, to enjoy. So you do enjoy. I feel like the digital because.、Um, I feel that you always find photographers that are like, "Oh, I just want to do black and white," versus I want to do more towards the digital. When you were at SCAD, did you,、mm -hmm. um, in fact, practice like darkroom, developing your own film? What, what is it that you find in digital? Obviously, you mentioned、um, Photoshop. I think it's it's an amazing tool we have、mm -hmm. in the presence to manipulate and to learn from. What is it that leans you towards that?、Um, I should pick a question, Shane. There's so much I want to ask you. <laughs> Pace myself. Okay. Um, how come you lean towards digital in the present versus black and white? Well, so I actually started in the darkroom in high school when I was like 15 years old. For me, the darkroom was like actually my escape. That because I,、uh, you know, being like I was a closeted gay teenager,、mm -hmm. I hated, you know, not feeling comfortable with myself and being able to like. Interact with people the way I wanted to. I always felt like I was like in a shell. So I found the dark room. Really, like that's kind of what got me into art. Was just like I was like, oh my god, the dark room. It's like this kind of dark room, and I can like you know just like put some headphones on and like you know、Spare、develop、yourself. negatives and yeah, and just be myself and feel like like there was a calming factor to it. And so you know that's kind of what got me into art. And so I started in the dark room.、Um, Throughout high school, and I had a really great、um, photography teacher. Her name was Miss Bisbee. Shout out Miss Bisbee. Miss shout Miss Bisbee, because <laughs> she really nurtured me. I think she kind of saw that, like you know, I was in the I was in the photo room like every day, like just wanting to like try、mm -hmm. like new like you know techniques with like Polaroids and、um, like Polaroid transfers, and she was very encouraging. And so I started in the dark room, and then when I was at SCAD,、um, I continued doing dark room because as part of, like the foundation. Curriculum, like they still have you like learn, core, yeah, the, yeah, the the core kind of curriculum. They still have you like learn, you know, like what the traditional techniques are, and you know, like that's all I really knew was darkroom photography. But I was so ready to switch to digital, <laughs> just for like the reason, like I really loved darkroom, but also there was so much more I wanted to do, and I felt like darkroom photography. It's very time consuming. It's very expensive. It's I love the process of it, and it actually like saved me like in high school because of how therapeutic it was as well. But I knew that I wanted to like be able to do more of like lighting and and to be able to you know not worry so much about the technical aspects. Even though like I do consider myself like I know like a lot of technical stuff about photography. You kind of have to, yeah. But you know, I wanted to be able to like do more of like lighting and be able to do more in post production. And I mean, I would sit there and like dodge and burn an image forever until I got it to be perfect. Like, and it's so time consuming. I would do like so many like, you know, sitting there dodging, dodging, dodging. Like, oh, that like you know, I wanted that highlight to be more like it was like intense, I was, and、yeah. then you can't go back. And it's,、right? it's such a versus obviously the. Like wonderful things about like technology, you can't go back. Yeah, But I、exactly. also feel like you have such a painterly,、um, you know, way to treat photographs.、Mm -hmm. um, no, your way, compositions, everything. In this, so good. It's, it's almost、key. like you're <laughs> painting with photographs in a way too. You know, from、uh, when you when you were. Um, showing this, how you did the retouching. You know,、mm -hmm. it's kind of like you really transform an image、mm -hmm. in post production as well. You know, you're adding so many layers, and you're taking out. You know, like usually a lot of the background. You know,、mm -hmm. so the background is kind of quiet, and then、mm -hmm. you really work on the figure、mm -hmm. itself. And I thought that is really something that you. I mean, you 
possible you maybe could do it in the dark room too but it would be so yeah. hard right it would be like and then it's yeah. also like if you mess it up then it's messed up you know and you, you, have to go, back. you can go back and you can do like yeah i don't know yeah control I mean, z and yeah. you're like you know out of your mess again right? oh my it's god like, yeah. i wonder if control z will exist in the future i know yeah. for life too like, like control z like whoops bad decision control z <laughs> So funny. Uh, what other classes did you take at SCAD do you feel that um, added? And also, like, how was SCAD, let's start, let me let me reverse. How was SCAD liberating for you? Because I think going to an art school with like-minded people is just, there's nothing like it. it there's, there's nothing like it, yeah. I mean, it was, it was eye-opening for me in so many ways because, one, like, you know, I left, I left my hometown of Annapolis, Maryland, went to Savannah, Georgia, and I mean, I went from like one historic district to another historic district. So that sense was like kind of familiar and like I, I liked that energy in Savannah. But being around like like-minded individuals um, and, you know, I had like very close friends in Annapolis who I was very like-minded with. But that sense of like going to art school and, and everyone's like creating. Yes. Everyone is just like making amazing things and they're they're you're also growing with them as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, art school for me was so important. It's funny because like, I actually kind of didn't want to go to college. I was just very like, I was like, I don't know if that's right for me. Like I knew I liked art, but I guess I wasn't like- Convinced, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't convinced. I mean, art school, it's like a big commitment. It's huge. expensive. So, it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's a huge undertaking, but it really like, it just, it, I became addicted to classes. So, I mean, I was taking photo classes. I, I double majored, actually, while I was there. Really? So I did photography and graphic design. Nice. I took every summer um, that they offered, except the, the first one. So I was taking classes all throughout summer. And uh, so I did photography and I did graphic design, which I really loved both of them because the longer I was at SCAD, I kind of realized that I was getting very interested in like, advertising and mm. the commercial world of photography and I just loved the way that you could control all these aspects to kind of like sell something I found it kind of very interesting and like the psychology behind even like you know using certain colors that yes. you know fast food industries use certain Definitely. colors to invoke hunger reds yellows totally yeah. there's such a language people it don't is, even yeah. realize how you're just being like sarah versus answer it's like there's so many yeah. voices that could be yeah it's phenomenal i'm yeah. a graphic design major too hey, oh, hey. What? what's up yeah i definitely i understand that yeah I just and also like you could talking about finding yourself you can tell others who it is that you are through your design and through mm. your branding yeah you know you you are your own voice as a graphic designer totally. granted sometimes you have a client but for mm -hmm. yourself you, you come up with your own um image yeah yeah and i think as an artist too i mean that i personally just at least for me feel like branding is becoming more and more important now if you look at just Definitely. like you know artists have more like freedom to put yourselves out there too with social mm -hmm. media and you know like looking at like instagram and seeing like how people brand themselves like you know, it is, it's important for an artist to think about that just mm. because, I mean, we live in this world of, of brands, of identity. And so, you know, and I, I'm thankful for that, that graphic design background as well, because even like out of college, like, you know, it's helped me pick up like freelance jobs. It's helped me, you know, even with my photography, like, you know, I, I composition, I guess just like it's in my mind just because of <laughs> both the photo world and the graphic design world. Mm -hmm. So it's just like composition, composition, like color theory. So, you know, those, um, those classes were really helpful. And I also took a media and performing arts a few classes oh. and, and that as well. Um, <laughs> How is that? But coming from inside the shell to actually having to take a performance class, was that? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I feel like maybe that's kind of why I was like, I need to challenge myself. I need to like, you know, because I am very introverted in a lot of ways. So I was like, okay, like, let me take some like media performing arts classes. So I got cast like, like as like extra kind of stuff. That's you know? so great though. I was cast as a drunk in Guys and Dolls. <laughs> A, oh my a drug. God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, uh, but that was fun, you know, and I had these like quirky characters. I was in a chorus line, which was fun. I got to like learn all the dance routines to a chorus line and 
So, you know, like I, I loved my college experience and I really loved going to SCAD. I still have a lot of really close friends from that yeah. college. It's like a, it's a great like it's network. It's art family, yeah. It's art family. SCAD bees. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it opened up a lot of opportunities for me as well. In my junior year uh, of college, I was like, okay, like, you know, they really push you to get like an internship mm -hmm. and like go get something solid. So I was like, okay, like who do I want to, you know, intern for? And I was like, if I'm going to have to do this for free, it better, you know, <laughs> it better get like a lot of knowledge out of it. It better be worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Exactly. So I was like, okay, I love Annie Leibovitz. So oh I was like, God. let me try and turn for her. I was thinking of her when I looked at your photographs. I special love her. Yeah. But sorry to let you all down, but I did not get the internship oh, with Annie Leibovitz. Okay. No, bro. She's <laughs> one of the people you admire. It is, Annie. I would have loved to intern for her. But so, but then second on my list with Jill Greenberg and... I got to intern for Jill Greenberg, and then she, for those of you who don't know who Jill Greenberg is, she is she's an entertainment and celebrity photographer, and she has defined this kind of very polished photographic look. It's very high key lighting. It's like she uses like eight to ten lights for like one like person, one like bottle. Like she developed this very, it's very plasticky looking, but she's very um, detail oriented. And I remember like seeing some of her work and I was like, wow, like she just like takes photography to like the, the next level. Next level, yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'd love to intern for, for her. So I got an internship um, with her and I did a road trip out to LA. which That's was so fun. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Got to travel across the country with one of my good friends. And so I was there for four months and I did this internship with, with Jill. And I thought like, wow, like, okay, I'm going out to LA. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be working in Beverly Hills. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I was like shaking inside. Yeah, nervous. I was yeah, nervous oh, because she works with like a lot of celebrities it's too. It's a big city and, compared to Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and especially from like Annapolis, Maryland too. Definitely. So I like knew those two cities. So that was like my like, oh my God, like going out Huge. to Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, like, so we, we drove into L.A. and we were like, okay, like, let's go to downtown Hollywood, like, first thing. Of course, the traffic was crazy. Oh, and then no. we, like, go down to Hollywood and I'm, like, I'm clutching the steering wheel and I'm, like, oh, my God. You're like, driving, I'm not going like, to make it out of here alive. Yeah. <laughs> driving in L.A. Oh, my God. I've driven yeah. it. It's not. I mean, you know what? It's comparable to big city like Miami, but you hadn't been to Miami yet, but continue. Yeah. But, um, yeah, exactly. But, uh so I, I got to LA and um, yeah, I was like, it was a big, that was another like awakening for me. And I enjoyed my internship with Jill because it showed me a lot about the entertainment world, which is what I really thought that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I realized after interning for her, I mean, I learned so much about retouching, about lighting, about the business side of photography, yes. all of that. And I learned so much from her, but I realized, oh my God, I could not. I could not work in that kind of level of entertainment because it just like a part of it was very like deflating be for me because I felt like everything was so artificial. Everything about the level of like retouching and transforming these celebrities that so many people like see on magazine covers and look at and there's so much behind creating like that one image that it's just, it was like, wow, like I remember seeing before and afters of like some of my favorite celebrities. I won't mention who, but you know, people on like, you know, my favorite albums growing up. Yeah, and never again. I was like, oh my God, wow. I will say Arnold Schwarzenegger before and after, you know, cause he has that like- He's the same. No, no, no. <laughs> I like. I think no one is the same no before one, and after. No one, no one is. And, but I remember seeing that and it was like, wow, like everything I feel like I kind of was looking at and admiring, like wanting to be doing part of that. Like just for me personally, I was like, there's, there's so much manipulation to the world that is kind of shown to us mm -hmm. through entertainment, you know, through celebrity even like social media, it's totally. like, a, it's like a curated kind of, you know, world. And so I remember coming back from there and the first thing I did was like, I was like, okay, I learned all these retouching skills. I'm going to apply this to all of my, you know, 
photos and I learned, you know, amazing like techniques. And so for me, that was really awesome. But I was like, okay, I need to kind of reevaluate what I want to do now because I was like that. I love it and I want to be part of it in some capacity, in some way, but not not to that level. You decided what you want to do and what you don't want to do with the retouching, which I think is a question Mm -hmm. that goes back to like the essentials of like photography, which is like how much is real, how much is fake. And you're like, you Mm -hmm. still want to conserve a portion of the realness, but you also want to manipulate the image to heighten it, Mm -hmm. not change it entirely Mm -hmm. unless it is a fantasy photograph. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also interesting in one of your series uh, where you photograph uh i think the pregnant women also oh, and also that. the other mm-hmm. also so other women you you tend to cover faces a lot too I do, yeah. right I do. it's kind of like i mean and in a way you you i'm sure you're manipulating a lot but mm-hmm. it's it's when you show the faces it's there is there's some kind of realness still there that are, that is lost in the magazine covers i yeah. feel like sometimes you know because mm-hmm. it's kind of like people we just also don't look like themselves anymore, but then mm-hmm. we, we don't even know how they look themselves, you know? Which I guess, <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, is it a safety precaution? Like, you're walking down the street, you won't recognize them because you're so different. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what's that? It's what's like, that? Yeah, it's like this creation of a, of a dream, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just like, you know, where people can you know, pray to or have their, you know, mm-hmm. crazy fantasies about. But, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit, but it's, I think it's also very sobering when mm-hmm. you realize, hey, these are just regular people and they don't usually look like they'll look on magazine covers, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, but even discussing your practice, how you decided after that incredible, I mean, going out of LA, I, I, the, when I said cotton candy, I could feel some like LA flavor in those like yeah. pastels, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that you actually did make it out there for that internship. So it just, you could see how it does influence you eventually. You learn certain things, but you don't have to use everything you learn. Totally, yeah. Yeah. It's in your arsenal, yeah. but you don't have to use it. Yeah. yeah. But I have bad. to say some of the portraits that you are taking, well, you know, with like um with like the um, the portraits of the men, you know, mm-hmm. they are definitely wow. like, mm, okay, well <laughs> I like it, you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> very provoc provocative and mm-hmm. sexy and mm-hmm. but definitely like has for me I could totally see those in magazines too. You yeah. know, it's like but they I don't still know look if like they were people. in magazines as well or they still look like real people. They do, yeah. Oh yeah. mm-hmm. well, and there's a balance with everything. And mm-hmm. I think I've learned that too. Like when I when I moved to Miami after I graduated um, from SCAD, I moved to Miami with this other photographer. Her name is Michelle Citrin. Uh, we met at SCAD and she was from Miami. Yes. So we moved down to, uh, she, well, she moved back home and I was like, let me visit her in Miami. And we kind of like <laughs> talked about, oh, what if we open a photo studio together? And, you know, when I graduated in 2009, it was like kind of at the recession. So jobs were very scarce, especially Mm -hmm. for, you know, creatives getting out into the world. So I moved down to Miami with Michelle and then we started this photo studio together. It was called Neox Image. And so for five years, we photographed like everything. And a lot of that was even like model tests that we would do Mm -hmm. and you know so i use that like background you know being you know like in in la and learning how they you know retouch that whole process and so you know and i enjoyed it because it's like you know these are people that are trying to get into the modeling industry and so we did like a lot of model tests and and that was fun i i enjoyed it but after five years of like, and we did a lot of other stuff too. Mm-hmm. We did like corporate portraiture. We did um, product photography. We worked with like a lot of local companies. Uh, one of my favorite companies we worked with that was a local company here was Plant the Future. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because they have these really beautiful, creative, um, you know, plant decor art. Uh, they just like were like a dream to photograph. Just, they just like <laughs> photograph so well. And so we photographed a little bit of everything, including, you know, stuff that was very like, you know, like kind of magazine-like and uh, a the lot of... The whole spectrum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of, you know, what you can photograph. And, and we did good, you know, we, we were constantly freelancing five years straight. And it's a hustle, you know, you have, to, you have to keep 
finding the work constantly. You don't know exactly where your next paycheck's coming from. But luckily, Michelle was really good at the networking, and I was like, I'll stay on the computer and do the retouching, and then we both did the photo shoots together. So it was like a really good team, like good, mm -hmm. good team, good solid team. But then we kind of like, you know, I really, I love making art. I love, I love being able to. I love being able to do stuff on my own terms too. And you know, when you're working with clients all the time, it's very much about how you can achieve their dream, their vision. Yeah, what they're, yeah. Yeah, and and I love that part too because it, you know, I'm like, oh, I love to help people kind of create that as well. But you know, for me, I found like, okay, like I want to like be able to work on my own stuff more. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's when I saw this. This position at the Prez Art Museum, where that's where Maria and I know each other from. Shout out, Pam. TAs, teaching artists. Um, so then, um, so then I started working part time at the Prez Art Museum as a teaching artist, and that's like kind of changed the way I've looked at art and fine art like so much too, because my background's really like in advertising, commercial work, mm -hmm. and so now I feel like I'm kind of going through a, a little bit of a transformation. Looking at art differently, seeing you know how my personal practice has been changing from just photography to you know other mixed mediums, and it's actually been really like fun and exciting. I feel like 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 almost like like refreshed in a way. Yeah, I was you getting, go through cycles. Totally, yeah, yeah, and I think it's important as an artist to like Definitely. to to change, to evolve, to kind of look at your work and. And I love photography, and I still do photography a lot. But I did feel like maybe I was getting like in a routine in a way, like of creating. You get bored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's like a sign, you know, like that you need to change the way you think about your practice. And um, but even going back to you guys talking about like covering up the faces of mm -hmm. like some of those um, those are that's part of my icon series and icons yeah icons yeah and that is it's kind of going back to like you know taking humans taking people that you know just were in my life and trying to see them almost as this you know like in religion, like looking at, you know, iconography, you know, like looking at the Virgin Mary, looking at Jesus and these symbols of something very profound that people admire for whatever reason they do. And kind of looking at humans, people, and kind of trying to like heighten them up to that level in a sense mm -hmm. and give them this kind of like divine energy, this, uh, you know this importance in a sense mm -hmm. and and I do cover up the faces a lot because I'd like to keep it a little ambiguous because I like people to be able to for kind of lots of people to be able to see themselves mm -hmm. in that artwork as well not just the person that was the subject um, so I, I like to kind of make it a little bit more ambiguous so people can kind of like connect with that character or that subject more too and, and I definitely love photographing, you know, like maternity because my mom is a retired gynecologist. Oh so. my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And my dad is a taxidermist. Oh so there was this weird, like, like contrast growing up between my mom always talking about life and babies being born. My dad talking about, I just shot this deer and I'm going to mount it and hang it on the wall. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so there's always life like, and death in one episode. Totally. Yeah. And so, but so I've always been fascinated with both of those kind of subject matters. No, but like, also like your contrast, like you have like images that are so colorful and then mm -hmm. you have like your more like monotone, like dramatic black and white. Yeah. So it's like life and death almost also. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I can't escape that. Like, it's just like, it's like, <laughs> ah. but, and so like, I think the maternity aspect in a sense probably like goes back to my mom and, and you know, that she was always very like appreciative of life and, and really, you know, that was her profession, but also like, I just look at her as this kind of, you know, who I want to kind of be in life too. You know, she's like a role model of mine. It's like very cliche, but you know, she really has done a lot for me and, and both my dad and my sister as well. 
So, you know, through my artwork, I think those are just like narratives that、mm-hmm. are kind of autobiographical in a sense, but also like the idea of life and the importance of life. And、mm. so I like, I like photographing maternity for that reason too, because it is, it is out of a lot of photography things you can do. For me personally, it's one of the most artistic. Mm-hmm. Because, I was going to say,、yeah. you're very artistic with your maternity photographs. It doesn't feel、I've、like the traditional. I've never seen maternity、right? photographs like that. Like that. Normally,、right. you have like, the mom no, just like, holding it, and, but it's very, it's, there's like, a drama and like, that breath. And it's just like, <gasps> that moment. And also very just, elevated, very yes, elegant.、So、elevated. You know,、yeah. kind of like,、um, yeah, there is a celebration.、Mm-hmm. Like, in the, but in the, in, there's just like, a different energy to it than, than usually. I、in maternity photographs. It's, it's, I feel like it's a mutual celebration because normally when people are like, oh, it's just about the baby, but you also, you also celebrate the mother. You do. Totally, yeah. You celebrate the mother. It is about the mother. <laughs> I mean,、yeah. it's about the baby, but the mother is going through a transformation in her own skin as well. Like, you know, her body is changing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, everything about her is kind of changing. And so it's like this metamorphosis as well. And I use a lot of butterflies in my work of art as well because I like that the symbolism of butterflies, but also how that relates to humans as well. And so, you know, when you're pregnant, and I've never been pregnant before, but I've worked with a lot of pregnant women, a lot about what it's like to be pregnant. Yeah.、Um, so, you know, I've heard, a lot, I've heard a lot about it. But, um, but I really do feel it's like a really beautiful stage of life. I'm kind of jealous I can't get pregnant. Sorry, I'm going to science touches up and something happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, right.、Um, <laughs> science experiment right here.、Um, but so there is something so beautiful about that, that moment, about you know,、um, that transformation that a human goes through. And you know, just like a butterfly, you know, starting in. As a caterpillar and going through the chrysalis and then emerging as you know, a, a completely new creature. And also, not just like the way it looks, but also the way it can interact with the world.、Definitely. You know, having, you know, like a caterpillar can just really crawl around on leaves, and then a butterfly then can fly and view the world differently too. And I think even with having kids, like that. Happens as well. Like changes your, your life、change. forever. Yeah, it changes、definitely. your life forever, yeah. I was thinking because I feel like the maturity, maternity、um, photography that you do encounter, you don't necessarily conceal the face fully all the time. Like sometimes、mm-hmm. you do, sometimes you don't.、Um, versus with the other images, like, you know, obviously you say that sometimes it's very intentional.、Uh, do you feel that? You're, it's, I feel like there's always been like a stigma, at least there was in the past, like, oh, you're pregnant, stay inside your house. And now people are celebrating it more.、Mm-hmm. There's the removal of the veil, like, oh, it's, it's, you're not sick, like, you're just, you know,、right. you're, you're, <laughs> you're just making a human.、Yeah. Um, so there's no need to hide it anymore. So、mm-hmm. I feel like I do enjoy just, I don't know, the capacity you take that too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it should be something celebrated. I mean, if the mother is all about celebrating it, I mean, not everyone wants all that attention or whatever and whatnot. But,、um, you know, the, The concealing of the faces, I mean, some of that goes back to, I mean, some of these shoots that I do are for, like, you know, commissioned clients. Yes. And so. We'd love to talk about that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, I want to give them something that's for them, but also do something that is creative for me as well. And usually they're like, Game for it, and like, you know, yeah, like totally, like, let's, you know, do like the one that looks like a turban or a fabric, but it also looks like a fluid brush stroke, like a, yes, well, it's、uh, that series. Do you remember? It's like it was for an ad I saw, but it was also very artistic、oh, yes, and commercial. Yes, that, is, that was for,、um, it's called Cosmos. Yes. And that was、yes. for actually a SCAD alumni. His name is Bradley Bowers. He does a lot of like、um, products. So it was、nice. like, a, it's almost like a scarf, like, yes. yeah, yes. galactic looking. So, That,、um, that was yeah, a fun project to work with Bradley with because he does these really beautiful,、um, very well designed products. And he wanted to do something you know, very different.、Mm-hmm. So we just tried to reinterpret even the way you use a scarf or like, the way you can view it. And the one I think you're referring to, it's,、um, it, the image is very dark. It's,、uh, it's a. Man in like a black cat suit with a black background, and then you just see his face is kind of covered by this scarf that's kind of blowing in the wind. So fantastic. I, yeah. yeah, that was really fun to make. We had a, a lot of wind going, 
And I was actually kind of inspired by uh, Magritte as I well. I was about to say yeah. Magritte. This whole <laughs> time, I'm like, you're covered in the faces of some Magritte. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I, so good. Yeah, I, I love Magritte's work. And so, you know, I like to pay, like, you know, kind of like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like a little reference to, you know, just artists that in a way have impacted me and the way I look at art and view art. So, you know, just that very, like, kind of abstracted face you're not necessarily revealing like the identity of a person but you can tell so much about that person in a sense or the aura you're creating around them Mm -hmm. so um yeah so that cosmo series with bradley was was really fun just to even like think about how can you like take something that has been photographed so many times definitely and you know product photography and looking at like a scarf and you wrap it around a certain way and um, so, yeah, like, you know, we wanted to kind of reinterpret the way you even just look at something that's very ordinary and make mm-hmm. it very extraordinary. And for some reason, I guess my work does, a lot of people have said, like, oh, it looks like a turban and, and a lot of the other portraiture work that I do as well. And, and you know, I, I can totally see that. Like, I guess in my mind, I'm not necessarily intentionally doing that, but it, it is something that I guess I am kind of drawn to that idea of you know, like covering up the head in a way that's kind of decorative. One of my aunts, um, she lives in Israel right now. She is very Orthodox uh, Jewish. And part of like, you know, the Orthodox tradition is to, for women, is to cover your head in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, So she would actually always wear wigs. And, but for her, it's also, you know, it's something that you know, it became a part of her. It's something that is, you know, it's it's your adornment in a sense. Um, and so I think, you know, that kind of like covering the head, covering the faces, it is kind of like this ad- adornment in a sense, but also like a nod to, you know, something else that might be out there. Like, you know, um, when you go to synagogue as a Jewish person, Jewish, per- uh, Jewish person, you wear a kippah mm-hmm. and you wear that because you want to be reminded there's something greater above you in a mm-hmm. sense, whether it's God, whether it's whatever it may be. And I'm not necessarily like a super religious person, but I'm spiritual. And so I guess for me too, I that kind of just like trickles into some of my artwork as well. And whatever symbolism people take from it, you know, it's it's for that viewer to kind of interpret, ref- on yeah, it, yeah. interpret and reflect their own experiences, whether they have a different cultural background or, you know, they can see a turban, they can see something that just looks almost like hair or wig-like. I love drag queens, drag race, so, you know. What? It's <laughs> season four, Masters? I yes. know. Yes, I'm like, ah, did you watch last night? Yes. Reveals no, for the listeners. I was also wanting to ask, how did you jump into, because you mentioned, obviously, the commercial aspect, but also I feel like it's almost like you're giving back to community. Obviously, they should pay you, but um, the photography you do for other artists um, mm-hmm. and the um, documentation, mm-hmm. um, how has that also, with being, being a freelancer and working at the PAM at the same time, um, how have you adjusted to that, like photographing other people's works? Um, it's a challenge just to balance time between, you know, working, working, uh, a steady job and then also as an artist trying to do your soul work Definitely. and you know so making money if you can off of commissions as well and you know I'm usually very open to commissions it, it really more so now you know it's something that I can be a little bit more selective with so I'm very thankful for that because you know for five years straight like we would take any job we, we photographed everything except for porn and we did have that <laughs> offer once <laughs> and we were like no no thank you <laughs> yeah. we draw the line somewhere we gotta draw the line somewhere uh, but you know but going through all that you know and and now being able to be a little bit more selective of the projects that I take on um, has been great for me because then I can also kind of focus into more of the projects that I want to work on um, so I, yeah, like I document artists artwork, which I love because I love getting to help that artist see their artwork in a different way too, whether it's through lighting, whether it's through the, the backdrop. Um, I like, uh, I've worked with, uh, Morel Doucette a lot yes. and, uh, actually yesterday I found out that one of the photos I took for him of his artwork was actually just published in Vogue, Mexico. Oh, and I was like, amazing. Ah, 
Right? You're like, I'm in Vogue, Mexico. Yes. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I saw that. Amazing. And I'm so, so proud for Morel, too, because, I mean, his artwork is beautiful yeah. and amazing, and I was just happy to provide him with like awesome images, and so I was so happy to see that for him. But when I saw my little like tagline there, oh, like, you know, so your name was on the photograph. Yes, oh, the image, right? oh, yes. that's incredible. Well, you don't think about that stuff sometimes. Or like, oh, whatever, I'll make the artwork, and that's all that matters. It's like no. Right. Documentation is huge. It is. It yeah, is. And you do it so well, and it can Thank really you. transform an it outfit too. It does. Yeah. yeah. The same way, it, like it can transform a person. Like the way you document your artwork, especially because I feel like so much of it is actually not seen in person. You know, everything. A lot of stuff is seen like on social media. Image. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You just have that one image. Yeah. Exactly. Make or break it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it becomes important for for an artist to think about that. So, and for me, it's also just fun. Like, it's like a still life. Mm -hmm. The still life doesn't talk back to me. It doesn't tell me <laughs> it wants, like, it's like I want, like, you know, my flyaways removed, this and that, which, you know, I'm all game for all that stuff too. But it's, it is relaxing for me as well to photograph artwork. And then I get to see, like, you know, different artworks all the time mm -hmm. too. And so, but, you know, it is a balance between, you know, working as an educator at the museum and then, you know, working on my own practice, my own art, and then doing commissions as well. And, you know, and I feel like it, it changes, you know, it changes like the seasons. It's like, you know, sometimes it's working on my own practice more, or sometimes it's taking on more commissions. And so, you know, I just kind of try to stay afloat, just, you know, go with the flow, just try to balance it all. And you know, every artist has obviously different things that they want out of their their Definitely. own career, and mm -hmm. so you know, I I feel like as I'm getting older too, I'm kind of defining that side of myself too more, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day, you know. Now we're curious before we ask our final question. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any upcoming projects you're excited about, or exhibits you might be doing, or residencies, or anything you want to share with us? Anything at all? Things you're like playing around with in the studio? Um, well, I don't have like any scheduled shows because I actually have been like taking, I've been taking time just to work on my own craft more. Because as I've been telling you guys, like the transition from commercial to more like mixed media stuff that's really for myself has actually been this, it's a very meditative process for me. So, but I have been working on a lot of new mixed media stuff that I'm actually very proud about and will be sharing I'm trying to get into galleries soon. Um, but I've been doing like butterfly swarms, which is essentially just um, punching out like, you know, like a thousand butterflies out of paper of different books um, and then layering them through plexiglass to create these like butterfly swarms. And I'm very inspired by monarch butterflies. And for those of you who don't know, like the process of the monarch butterfly, it migrates. Um, sometimes far as far north as like Canada down to uh, central Mexico and they essentially all merge together in this like miraculous like cluster the swarm and they completely cover the trees and it's taking nature to this new level it's like this living breathing element of nature mm -hmm. and I like that idea even too of like migration and why People migrate, mm -hmm. you know, why we choose to, is it instinctual? Is it for survival? You know, you just look at what's happening, you know, in the world right now, you look at like the caravan, you know, like going on, like this idea of migration, what it means to us. Um, butterflies do it, it's instinctual. It's something that is necessary for them to live. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, so I've been working on that and creating these like butterfly swarms and I've really been enjoying that. And then I also have these kind of like crayon abstracts that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And that for me has just been fun and playful because it's like invoking that inner child in me and using a material that we all know. I all know, love. I was about to say, like, <laughs> yeah. when did you started to dabble? Cause you mentioned photography in high school, but I'm like, as a child, what was your like favorite media? You know? mm -hmm. Um, I liked drawing, but I was never very good at drawing, so it was always very frustrating. <laughs> That's why I like the Command-Z, because it's like, you know, even like with, you know, you can draw on Photoshop, but you can Command-Z it. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, so, but I think like the element of the crayon is more something that everyone as a human, as an adult, as a child kind of has 
in common. The idea of it is like a lot of times your first initial creation, your where you can, you know, use that to to feel that you can express yourself in some way.、Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like looking at that idea of like even deconstructing that crayon and then kind of putting it back together and just a very Kind of soothing, abstract artwork that, and I love the smell of it. I was about to say the smell—it's so particular. Yeah, brand new box of crayons. I yes, I、so、know. Good, right, and it's、yeah. like that nostalgic factor、mm-hmm. too. Like, and I think a lot of people can identify with that. And also, like reconnecting with your inner child and that kind of like playful sense of creating the play.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and so I think for me right now that's kind of this process that. I've been going through, and maybe I'm obsessed with the butterflies too, because I do feel like that kind of transformative state in my artwork, and so. But it's yeah, it's it's fun. I'm just having fun right now, to be honest. Like, fun is important. <laughs> yeah, it's、awesome. so funny. Maria, yeah, our last question. Our very last question. You've been sitting in a magical rocking chair, talking about transformation. <laughs>、yeah. And he grants you three wishes.、Oh. You can wish for anything and everything, but you have to say it out loud for for them to come true. Oh my gosh. I have to be careful what I wish for because I do feel like sometimes my wishes do come true. So, <laughs> this, I, Which, oh my、funny. goodness!、Uh, I mean, I believe like ma- manifestation. I want to have a fairy child, right? Oh my god!、Like、no, I don't wish for that. <laughs> even though I would like, but you know.、Um, um, so okay, I think I would like to wish. Happiness and laughter to people, especially during this political climate. I think it's important for us to see the human side in people and be able to laugh and to reconnect with who we are as humans.、Um, wishing the world creativity and able to appreciate your own creative practice. Which everybody can have, not just artists.、Definitely. And also for future generations, I work with kids a lot, so I think that I'm just sending good vibes and energy to the young generation right now to kind of take on the world in a strong and par- powerful way, which we already see. You know, teenagers are becoming more like, yes, gung ho, like you know, taking the world and and. Uh, taking it by storm, so I'm putting good energy out for other people. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so Maria, much, David. Thank you, David. And、um, for those of you listening in, David said、um, he wasn't sure when his next exhibit is, but、um, we will be reaching our 100th session in March.、Um, we're currently in January, so he will hopefully. He already said yes before he started recording <laughs> to being part of the 76 through 100 exhibit,、um, which we have confirmed for May. And will be taking place with、um, the amazing Oliver Sanchez at Swamp Space. And speaking of shows, Maria, do you want to talk about the Indiegogo we have? We,、uh, for the very first time, put an Indiegogo campaign together. That was very challenging, but it's going to go online soon. And so we hope you check it out, and maybe you find a perk you like. Yes, we are very appreciative for any support we can get for、uh, continuing the podcast and doing the exhibitions. Definitely, this、so、Indiegogo is going to help support, make the exhibit happen. We、um, received a grant, but it's one of those matching grants, so we have to match it.、Um, <laughs> Shout、so. out to the <laughs> Miami Dade Department of Cultural Affairs, by the way, for the community grant that、yes. we received. Thank you. Do you want to sit in the rocking chair for a wish?、Uh, <laughs> no, I think you wish good energy. <laughs> Good energy and love and laughter.、Yes. So,、uh, so just thank you guys for listening and <laughs> Thanks, supporting.、Guys. Okay. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks, David. Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>